first of all, congratulations to all of you who braved the weather and got here today. You know what we always say in the church, if it's sunny, we thank God for the sun. If it's raining, we say the showers are blessing upon everybody. So there's always hope. You know how we often talk about NZ? Great country to live in. Great outdoors, fabulous bush, unspoiled, and a wonderful place to bring up kids. Easy going. People are pretty equal. People believe in a fair go. But actually, <clears throat> we know that although we have so much beauty and space in our territory, we also have seriously polluted rivers. And although New Zealand has a welfare state and likes everyone to have a fair go, we also have appalling inequalities for Māori and Pacific peoples on just about every social and economic indicator. There are contradictions, aren't there? Yes, there are. But interestingly, both these sets of statements I have just outlined are true in a sense. The first set of statements, the positive ones, are sort of visionary. For many New Zealanders, it is a great country to live in. And we probably all experience each of those statements sometimes. For most of us, it's what we want Aotearoa to be. In that sense, they're visionary statements. The second set of statements that we actually know are true are like outcome reports. They acknowledge some fine things about New Zealand life, but also expose the underbelly of the country. They pull us up in a way. Something similar happens in our Gospel today. You may have noticed in the Gospel reading that it sounded like the Beatitudes, but a little different. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the Kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Isn't there something missing in these verses? Do you remember the Beatitudes? Didn't they say, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the Kingdom of God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Yes, they did. But they are the Beatitudes from Matthew's Gospel. They spiritualize the meanings by referring to the poor in spirit and those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Our Gospel today is from Luke. And he simply says, Blessed are the poor, and blessed are the hungry. The poor and the hungry made up the vast majority of souls in the Israel that Jesus lived in, and they were very vulnerable indeed. In Luke's Gospel, he says, they were the blessed ones. So what did Jesus actually say? Did he say, blessed are the poor in spirit? Or did he say, blessed are the poor? Did he say, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness? Or did he say, blessed are you who are hungry? Well, I reckon he said both. Now, Matthew situates Jesus on a hill, speaking to a great crowd of what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. Luke, on the other hand, has him on a level place, speaking to 
to a multitude in what is known as the Sermon on the Plain. Both writers are clearly drawing from the same source. <clears throat> Matthew's is the visionary statement. Poor in spirit refers to those who don't center the world around themselves, but depend on God and look to the needs of others. To hunger and thirst after righteousness is literally to hunger and thirst after right relationships, i.e. to love your neighbour as yourself. Luke's words are more like an outcome statement. Jesus depended on God and looked to the needs of others. Those most in need around him were poor and hungry. So he says, blessed are the poor and blessed are the hungry. These are the people he befriended and spent most of his time with. These words pull us up starkly, just as the data about river pollution and cultural inequalities in New Zealand do. In the Aramaic language, uh, in the Aramaic language that Jesus spoke, words like poor and hungry refer both to the physically poor and hungry, as well as the spiritually poor and hungry. Hebrew is similar, as are other languages. Spiritual statements carry physical implications, and physical statements carry spiritual implications. This double meaning doesn't happen so often in modern English. We tend to separate visionary statements from outcome statements, and we separate physical statements from spiritual ones. When we look at the Beatitudes, for example, unfortunately Christians so often fall in love with Matthew's beautiful poetry and vision and visionary expression of them, and neglect Luke's realistic assertion that pulls us up and reminds us of the blessed state of those who are vulnerable. We are much happier with the seemingly less demanding words of being poor in spirit than we are in recognising how blessed the vulnerable people are. We tend to politely look down on vulnerable ones and stare clear of them because they're different and often needy. They challenge our values and pull us up starkly. If we actually took the words of our Gospel today seriously, we would see who is blessed in God's eyes, and we would honour them and try to respond to them, as he does. If we don't understand how blessed the vulnerable are in his or her eyes, we cease to be poor in spirit and neglect something fundamental that Jesus calls us to. The visionary statement in Matthew is not much of a challenge for us without the stark outcome about the poor and hungry in Luke's Gospel. It's like saying something hopeful and visionary about New Zealand being such a great place without noting some of the outcomes that contradict that and doing something about them. In this parish, we have an official visionary statement and it is alluring and beautiful it's one small sentence, and it reads as follows. A church 
for Te Aro, supporting the city of Wellington. It's very economic, only 12 words. I love it, and I'm sure you do too. But it will be of no use unless we have some outcomes that reflect that vision. We're so good at creating these visionary statements in the church. But do we actually do that? But do we actually do? But what, sorry, but what do we actually do? That is of and for Te Aro and the city. What do we do for children, for example? What do we do for apartment dwellers? This is this new type of tenure that continues to grow exponentially in this block between Gusney and Dixon streets and is expanding to other parts of our parish. What do we do for those who have no faith? These are the sort of questions the vestry will be addressing in our retreat this afternoon. Of course, there are a number of good things we do, and we do them well for Tiago and the city. But the challenge is to take today's gospel seriously and to ask, what are we not doing so well and what can we do better? These are questions not just for the vestry, of course. They're, all, they're actually questions for all of us. We need to ask, who does Jesus call blessed in Tiago and Wellington? And the answers to this question will be as stark as Luke recorded Jesus' answer. Blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry. I wonder who the blessed in Tiago and the city are. And I wonder how we can prepare better to serve them.